0: Welcome to Angel Talk Radio Live with your hosts, Jim and Sandy Young. Welcome, everyone. I am Reverend Sandy. And I am Reverend Jim. Welcome to Angel Talk Radio Live. Our show is sponsored by the Living Light Center, a church of faith and healing. For anyone interested, Jim and I do personal readings and if you'd like to have a personal reading, you can call 304-567-3354 or email sandysangeltalk at aol.com. That's S-A-N-D-Y-S-A-N-G-E-L-T-A-L-K at aol.com. And we want to thank everyone who is listening to our show today. And our topic today is going to be the way, the truth, and the life. That'll be a special one. But before we get started with the show, I'm going to do a channeling uh, with the Divine Holy Trinity. See, this is
1: an important one. I mean, it, it really is. It's, it's, I can't even express enough how important it is that we are aware, not just of, you know, Father God, you know, the, the Son or Messiah, but also the Holy Spirit. It is so very important at this time.
0: At this time, this special time, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus who became the Christ, we realize in his birth, he brought the divine light onto the planet so all mankind would have a way out of this system. He walked a path to show everyone what they could do and the reasons to keep the mind and emotions pure, to grow from being an instinctual, responsive person to anything to a loving response. And in doing so, you are empowered by God's light and love. And through our oneness with the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we can understand our connection to the all. Invite the Holy Trinity into your body and overlay all the old patterns. You have to step forward to follow God's law. Your will has to move forward. So be willing to accept this energy and make the changes that are needed. Each one of you are going to experience many changes over the next few years. One in particular is communication with people, your spouse, your parents, your children, your friends, your co-workers. Do expect, if you have any unresolved issues, they will have to be dealt with. But ask for it to be done in grace. And pray every day and give praise and gratitude to the Divine Holy Trinity. For there are no shortcuts. When we have to deal with emotions that are being brought up, and the reason why they are being brought up is because it's holding a spark of darkness within you that does not align to the unconditional love of God. And so this emotion has to surface and be played out. And this emotion will mean having to view in other people the situations that you cannot move forward with because of a thought, an attitude, or a belief that you are correct. But in seeing and living the experience, you begin to grow to a point where you realize that maybe there is a different way to look at this, one that is a more loving way, and understand why this spark of darkness was held within you. And once you release that, then light fills its place and you can become one higher with the light of God. The communications will just be one example of things, but it will be a main one, not just with people locally or family, but even country to country. And there will need to be a willingness to see the point of view of the other person, to understand why they have their beliefs as well as you have your beliefs. And then when we do this and we begin to grow into a more loving state towards each other, we begin to see that we are meshing into a oneness with the all, which allows us to be lifted into the higher levels of consciousness of God, where we can now view things from a higher perspective and see the many areas that we can affect and help and balance, and become enlightened through all of this. Believe in yourself. Believe that you can make changes, just as Jesus had done, healing the sick, doing all kinds of miracles. When you are aligned with God's light and love, there is nothing that will stop you from being able to do the same thing and more than he did. And even he said so. Believe in yourself. Have faith and trust. But in order to get there, we have to purify our thoughts, our emotions, and realize that we are all linked together. One of us can make a change, and it will affect the whole. Understand this and believe that as a whole we can do this. But it takes effort from each and every individual person. And now, God is always there with you and loves you unconditionally. Blessings to you.
1: If that doesn't touch the heart, I don't know what would.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, the, the subject that we had listed for today was, I am the way, the truth, and the life for the description. And you'll find that in the book of John 14:6, when Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. And I know that for years, many people have pondered, well, what, what does that really mean? You know, I mean, if I want to you know, be able to speak with God or pray to God, you know, do I actually have to go through... You know, the Christ, the Messiah. Um, And what about the Holy Spirit? You know, Jesus said, I send you the comforter. When he left after the resurrection, he said, "I, I leave with you the comforter. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. And because the Holy Spirit is actually the feminine, you know, part of the Godhead. And when she is impregnated with the light, the perfect light of the Father's light, that carries the original codes of creation. She can carry it forth and she can overlay it into the earth plane and she can restore the original creation that has been, you know, has been become so destructive, you know, all around us. Trees are falling. I mean, trees are being destroyed by insects. There are locusts and plagues and things that are occurring. There is, I mean, at one point, you could walk across the Mississippi. Now, why is that? Well, from what NASA says, that using space technology, they can see that water has found its way into the Earth between the mantle and the crust. And it is literally all around the entire planet, and it is an ocean of water between the two. And it's interesting because the end... And the beginning are the same. There is no such thing as really an ending. An ending is the beginning. So the Alpha and the Omega, and the Omega is your ending, but the Omega is also the Alpha. So itself perpetuates itself so long as the light of God continues to infuse itself with the codes of, of creation. I am the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. I mean, and you have a trinity. If you look in your life, you will find that the important things that have occurred and even the little things that have occurred are almost always, they will always be in a trinity, in threes. And, you know, the things that Jesus spoke, he didn't talk just to talk, you know. And, you know, we as humans have a tendency to want to hear ourselves talk. And Jesus never said anything that didn't have great meaning. And, you know, it's been said or asked, you know, did he speak other things that maybe just didn't make it to the New Testament or weren't written down the way they should have been? Oh, absolutely. It's been said that if one could actually write down all of the things that Jesus said, then it would take up volume upon volume upon volumes, volumes that would fill libraries that you wouldn't have room for you know, on the planet, because, you know, they were important things. And, of course, you know, much of that has been lost, so to speak. But you know what? It's not really lost. It's in you. Where would God hide it? Where would God put it? You know, if he thought, and let's face it, we're talking about God here. We're talking about the creator of even one universe, not to mention billions of universes, billions of solar systems, Billions of planets upon planets. I mean, if you really stop and try to conceptualize that, it's difficult for a third-dimensional mind to do so. But even just, you know, if you think of one universe or two or ten or twenty and then billions upon billions, you know, the creator would know which parts they would have fooled with that were inspired, which parts would have been attempted to change. And so where was the secrets hidden within you? He, God hid them within your cellular structure. That's why it was so important that when the Nephilim fell and they, you know, they began to try to propagate with, with beings, humans, on the planet, there, there had to be a, a way to remove them because their genetics were, were messing up the stream that would allow for God to implant within us, within our cellular structure, the truth. And as we began to move forward and to begin to seek, seek out a relationship with God, it would open those cells and the truth would come to you. You might read a little passage of something in the scriptures may even not seem like it's really that, you know, tremendous, but all of a sudden, over the course of a few days, probably three, you know, all of a sudden, information is just, just know it, and you go, well, I wonder where I got that, and people will say, where'd you get that? I mean, and I can tell you where you got it. God implanted it within you. If you have shown yourself to want to be and seek to be, you know, one with God, then part of his creation, a partner in his creation, and to follow the law, then you will find that it awakens within you, and it will awaken in threes, always. You know, again, Father, whether you call it Messiah and the Holy Spirit, you know, it doesn't matter. But Jesus said, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. So he's, he's giving it to you right there, and, and those in that little sentence, I am the way. So, following him, and and knowing that he is leading you in that path that will lead you home, and I am the truth. You know, because he connects the, the two sides, the left and the right. You know, and he stands in the middle and he holds both sides. So he is the truth. We. Sometimes we'll, you know, grab a hold of our own truth, and we'll hold on to it for a while until something comes along and kind of moves it or shifts it. And then we go, oh, well, I see that a little differently. Well, it doesn't really take aeons. It doesn't take an entire lifetime. It doesn't take 50 years. God is offering you right now to open those cells and allow the truth to come forward. Don't look left as you move forward on your path. Don't look right because there will be something always to attract your attention that you just can't, I I just got to go over there and take a look. And when you do, you will be distracted. And what if up the path another 50 steps would have been a miracle or would have been someone who desperately needed to hear your voice because even if you're not talking about, something scriptural or, or something that is, you know, that is spiritually, you know, awakening, the Holy Spirit will take care of that. If you ask, if you ask that the Holy Trinity take up residence within you, or you take up residence within them, then as you walk the path, don't look left, don't look right, because something will grab your attention. And it will be something that you have been wanting or wanting to see, and you'll, you'll vary from your path. Don't. When Jesus sent out the disciples to go to Jerusalem, it was a pretty, a pretty long trek. And he said, when you get to the temple gates, there will be a man passing by with on his shoulder a jug, and it will be full of water. And follow that man, and he will lead you to a house, and in that house will be the owner of the house, and you will tell him that the master has need of a room for the Passover feast. Now, what are the chances? I mean, my guess is it was a pretty long trek, most of the day probably. And I mean, if they'd stopped just to even take a drink of water or rest underneath a tree for a little while, get some shade, then would they have been at the the opening of of the wall going into Jerusalem at the moment that the gentleman passed by with the water? But how did Jesus know? Because the steps, when we are in alignment with, with Jesus, with the Christ, with the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Messiah, and the Holy Spirit, then we will be where we need to be, when we need to be, and ask for that. It should be the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is to ask for, for that to awaken within you and to make sure that you are where you need to be when you need to be, so that you may do the service to God, and that you may help bring about the manifestation of the glory of your Creator in the minds and hearts of others. And you'd be amazed, you know, something small, you may say, can be spread by the Holy Spirit across this nation, and it can fill the hearts of everybody who at that particular time is seeking. And Once it's embedded, it doesn't matter if it's the words that person actually wanted to to hear. The Holy Spirit will give it to them what they need because the vibration that you sent out is one that is in service to God. And that's the key. Too many times do I hear, all I have to do is just be saved to say, you know, Master or Messiah, my Christ, my God and Savior, you know, just... You know, I believe in you and I'm saved. And I hear it too often. You'd be amazed at how often I hear it. And people say, I don't need to know anything more. I don't need to know anything else. I don't need to do anything else. I'm saved. I did that when I was twelve and I know that my life is going to take me to heaven. Well, it might, but you know what? My guess is it's gonna be a park bench, you know, parked along a pathway or along a stream somewhere. And that may be where you stay for a million years. You know, is that really what you're looking for? Or are you looking for, I go to prepare a place for you. And where I go to prepare a place for you, you know, it is the many mansions. And I will bring, I will be back and I will bring you unto myself and take you with me to those places that are beyond your imagination or beyond what you can, you can conceptualize as being that which is awaiting you. But you have to know that. You have to know that there's more. You can't stop at the park bench. And too often, we don't. It is that which is the expression of thy relationships. Keep, for not faith alone, but works of faith. Make for the proper purifying, the proper concentrating, the proper relationships. You realize that there was three there listed. And, and the idea is, is that by raising the vibrations within yourself to the consciousness of the Christ force and giving it out through the hands and through the thoughts, it can be taken, and as you speak it, as God breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of the man and he became a living soul, as you speak it through the breath, then the Holy Spirit can take it as you do it through the Father, through the Messiah, and through your Savior, and through the Holy Spirit, it's not even so much what you say, you know. But spiritually, you raise the vibrations. That vibration can be taken by the Holy Spirit across the face of this planet, and it can awaken within individuals what is within the cellular structure of each of us you know not one of us was it held back from except by those who took over you know and claimed to be somebody special or the preachers or the teachers or you know those in authority who hid the real truth from us and Christ says I am the way I am the truth and I am the life and and no matter what it is in creation it has to be continuously reinfused with that perfect light, which then comes from the Father in through the Messiah and in through the Holy Spirit, where it is infused through you and grounded into the earth, and it can change. It can change a mountainside where the trees are dying and falling down. And unless it, it is reinfused with that light, it will eventually destructure and fall away. It has to be, for it to be perpetually, you know, rejuvenated, it has to be refilled on a constant basis with that beauty of that light. And by lifting your vibrations, just desiring it, sing. Everyone should sing a little bit every day because the vibrations of music are easier to carry and they are easier to infuse within someone without them rejecting them. Words sometimes, you know, we want to look at them a little more carefully before we want to... I'm not sure about that. And I hear often, well, that's your truth. You know, I have my own truth. There is only one truth, and you can believe as you would, and someone else can believe as they would. And I don't try to convince people that they need to believe the way I do, but if you ask, and you ask through the Holy Trinity, then... There will only be one truth, and as you stand in the middle and you move forward, not left, not right, so that nothing distracts you, and you ask, you know, take me by the hand and allow me to walk in the steps that will make sure that I am where I need to be, when I need to be, so that I can receive your blessings and that I can share them, you know, in service to my God and make it manifest in the earth plane, that perfect light, and rejuvenate. And if each of us did that, you'd be amazed. We were told that, you know, that even just, you know, a small amount of, of speaking it or singing, even the old Gospels, the old Gospel um, songs, that the Holy Spirit can take those and they can infuse them into a thousand people. And it will awaken a piece of them. Now, will it you know, automatically make you a, a master of masters? No, because you can't have that perfect light you know, coming into the human body all at once unless you have really worked hard to try and, and be of service to your God. And when that happens, it will come piece by piece, and it will start to awaken – And as you awaken, you want more. You won't want to go back. You want more and more and more.
0: Absolutely. You will. You will definitely want more, by all
1: means. Let me me say one other thing. When Jesus was expected, you know, there had to be constantly prayer, devotion, and it was done by a group called the Essenes. And we now know that they certainly existed by the Dead Sea Scrolls. And Jesus was in the scene. So was Mary, the mother Mary. So was the grandmother, Anna. And, and there, the name itself, a scene, means the expected, to be expected or have in your heart, you know, to receive the expected one. And so they waited, and they waited patiently, and they waited. But they worked at it, too, in purifying themselves in such a way that that a pathway could be made so that, you know, a being with the vibrations of the highest and purest that was the Christ, the divine masculine, could come into the earth plane and a way would be made for that to occur. And if you look at it, where's the Trinity there? You have the Mother Mary and you have the divine masculine as the Savior. Well, here's where it is. Anna the mother the mother of Mary or the grandmother of Jesus, she went to the elders of the Essenes and they were Jewish and Hebrew and they followed the tenets but they lived more by the spirit of the law rather than you know the actual you know word by word law of the Hebrews and and Anna went before the council of the elders and she told them I have not Laid with a man. She said, But I am pregnant. And so, knowing her integrity, they expected, Well, here it is. We're finally going, we're going to be able to see the manifestation of God in the earth plane, you know, walking in the form of a man. And they waited. And when she gave birth, she gave birth to a female. And it, it confused them. It, they pondered it. Well, wait a minute. We were expecting, you know, and of course in that day, you know, the masculine had all the power. The feminine had very little, in their eyes anyway, even in the Essenes. And, and so they pondered it. And what does this mean, though? I mean, we expected a male, uh, you know, the mas- divine masculine. Well, she was the one who birthed Mary, the mother of Jesus. And so here's your trinity. The grandmother, Anna, birthed um, the Mother Mary, and then she birthed the Divine Masculine. It has to step down in a trinity, because if it all came at once, it would be too much. It would be such a light. That's why it said no one can look into the face of God and live, because the amount of light and power would overwhelm our systems. So it comes little by little until it bursts open the light within us and we become enlightened beings. And it will always take the form of a trinity. Look in your life and you will see and ask every day. It should be the first thing you ask for when you wake up in the morning. Ask. You know, let, you know, Father, you know, Messiah, my God, my Savior, and the blessed Holy Spirit. You now, guide me this day that I may be where I'm supposed to be, when I'm supposed to be, that I may be able to be of service to my God in whatever way is needed, and, and, you know, and that I may be, you know, enlightened and and opened up to me, you know, the secret of secrets. Because you have to walk the knowledge. That was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. When we took that first bite, you had to walk every scenario connected with even one bite of that, what we'll call the apple or the desire of one's eye. And there aren't enough systems to actually be able to walk every possible scenario. So there had to be grace. And we were given grace through, through the coming of the Christ as a man. He loved as a man, he got angry as a man, but he did it in a way that was perfect. Here we had an example to look at, to watch, to see. It's, it's given to us, it shows us, and creation only occurs when it is in movement. Creation first occurred in the mind of God, and everything was there. Every code, every part of creation was within the mind of God and when god moved it became manifested in what we see as the universe around us because of the movement and in that movement light filled everything and not no two blades of grass are the same no two trees are the same no two people are the same no two planets are the same they are individual in themselves and yet created by the same creator, and they move in perfect synchronicity unless we, through our will and desire to not follow the law, change something in the pattern. And when we do, we should be very glad that we have the Holy Trinity and the Holy Spirit to be able to move through us. And you see, spirit can't just change it. It's a part of of the law. If spirit could change it, spirit would have done it a long time ago. But spirit can change the creation in the spiritual realm. But in the physical realm, one has to incarnate into this physical planet. And when we do, we can then be the grounding force for the spiritual aspect of the Holy Trinity to come through us and ground it into the earth, so that it can manifest in the physical. And as we move towards a higher consciousness, there is, as we look at time now, the past, the present, and the future. But as we raise in consciousness, we're adding a fourth aspect. And that fourth aspect of the Trinity will be patience.
0: Oh, yes. And patience doesn't just mean patience in the sense of of just submissiveness or just being quiet, but in active patience, the consciousness of being patient with self and with others, because patience is meekness in action, pureness.
1: And you said heart. the word, action. It, it has right. to be movement or there's no creation. Exactly.
0: And now, when, when we come into this planet, it's a polarity planet, and of course, it's experimental. We we have choices. We can we can do this or we can do that, and a lot of times people aren't real conscious of their spiritual aspect when they first come into the planet, and so it's like a pendulum swing. That is, like when we do one thing, the pendulum swings far to the left, but always know that there's a balance. That however far it swings to the left, it's going to swing to the right also, and until. It's comes back to center, which we're going to call the God center point, we're going to experience lessons and different areas that we need to grow in and understand. And so the idea of it is, is that we learn to become spiritual beings. We develop the Trinity. Because if we just act instinctually on everything we do, our pendulum swing will never come back to center. And the idea is that we draw the energies of God to us so that we can see the balance between these swings and where that neutral point is so that our life isn't in chaos because whatever we choose to experience, okay, it's going to give us that. And the more it swings to give us the more that we want If it is our greed, our selfishness, or whatever, to take that, you know, well, then it swings back to have the forces show us the lesson of why that was not in oneness with the God energies. But we don't have to experience the pendulum. We don't have to. If we stand in the
1: middle between the left and the right Right. and don't let anything on the left or anything on the right, you know, draw us away, and we walk in perfect oneness with the Holy Trinity, and all you have to do is ask. But you have to ask. You know, there is no coercion in spirituality. So as you ask, you can walk that center point, and you'll be lifted up just above that pendulum, and you don't have to have the pendulum come crashing at you again, because typically, whatever you gain, when the pendulum swings back, it'll take from you what you gained, and actually, it'll typically take just a little more.
0: Yeah. And so... When we begin to see our oneness with God, which is, you know, what is the first law? The Lord thy God is one, and we are one with God. And when we realize that, we realize that we are created in God's image. Now, what exactly does that mean? You know, everybody looks a little physically different, right? Well, that's not exactly what it means. What it means is that the whole universe, is created with stars and planets and, you know, and a lot of different things. And if you look at our physical body, our physical body mimics the universe, the distance between ourselves, the distance between our organs. You know, it matches on a a planetary, on a solar system, on a galactic, and on a universal system. They all match because it is the macrocosm to you know, the, the microcosm. We are the microcosm of the universe, and everything is in harmony and in balance. It is only when we do destructive things that causes everything to go out of balance. Our organs and our body resonates at a frequency. It's called our, our signature, our signature sound. This sound is who we are, what we are composed of with our thoughts, our genetics, uh, you know, where we live, what we eat. It, it's what makes us who we are, our personal signature. And But when our signature goes out of tune, okay, you know, it's like our body is typically in a sine wave and when this sine wave is in its normal pattern, we are like those little Russian nesting dolls where the little sine wave inside a bigger sine wave inside a bigger one, and everything is all in harmony. But when our emotions go completely out of control, our little sine wave begins to stretch, and it no longer matches the sine wave of, of our solar system, of our galaxy, of our universe we become discord. And what happens is that when we're in harmony, the universe feeds our body frequencies that keeps us in oneness with God, pure and energized and healthy. But when we go out of balance of our sine wave, then our bodies cannot pick up those frequencies that would maybe keep our hearts feeling healthy keep our liver feeling healthy, keep our muscles feeling healthy, you know, all of a sudden our body starts to break down because we're not in harmony and receiving the energies we're supposed to receive to stay in balance with all things. So we have to look then at our emotions and our mental thoughts. Where have we made decisions that caused us to go out of balance? Because it's not just a little bit out of balance, it is causing every part of our body to go out of balance. And depending on how wide we've stretched our sine wave depends on how little or how much energy the universe can feed us to keep us healthy. And what if, what if it goes the other way too? You know, if it's too compressed, then, we're, then we miss some of the wider frequencies.
1: Well, but it's also been said that we weren't, the stars weren't made for us. We were made for the stars. Can one even conceptualize that in the universe there is a star for every individual who has ever been created by God? A spirit. The spirit is created, then the spirit creates the soul. And between the two, we can be co-creators. And a third is then, you know, the manifestation. But what if instead of worrying about, oh, well, Mercury's in retrograde, you know, or this planet and that planet's in conjunction. You know, there was a, a gentleman called the Sleeping Prophet, um, Edgar Casey, and he said, if mankind could only understand that we, it is we in our will that can control what comes from the stars. The stars are there for us, not the other way around. And so literally, you know, We can reach out there and take that starlight. It hasn't changed. It may have come up from a million years ago. That star may not even be there anymore. But the bottom line is, is that the light from it has not changed. And, you know, the stars in the heavens, we can, through our will and our oneness with that Holy Trinity, with the oneness of God, we can actually, you know, utilize the stars... For our own enlightenment, the planets for our own enlightenment. What other purpose would they have been formed for? You know, we look at ourselves as just being a nothing on this planet, and yet, if you only knew, you know, you were made in how did you say it, Sandy, in the image of God.
0: Right. Exactly. And we understand that everything is frequencies. You know, you have you, you know you have the symphony of the spheres which is the movements of the planets. And the, each of the planets in our solar system, when they're at their furthest elliptical point, resonate at a frequency that matches our diatonical musical scale. Okay, And it matches you know, the frequencies within our body. The same goes with the periodic chart, which is all the elements. If you look at them, they, they match the same frequencies as the music of the spheres, which matches our brain wave patterns. And so when everything is in harmony, the, the elements, the, the planets, and our brain are all synchronized to the very same frequencies. And even goes further than that, it's that our spinal column, okay, when you look at the cervicals of the, you know, the seven cervicals, and then you have your thoracics, which are twelve and your lumbars, which are five. You know, Edgar Cayce said that the body physical is of a circuit in the form of an eight. And he was so right. If you take the 24 vertebrae and you take the top 12 and the next 12, it forms a figure eight. The frequencies of your cervical, uh, your first cervical, is going to be the same frequency as when you go down into... You know, 12 down, okay, the second, it will be the 13th one, which is a thoracic. From that down to the lumbar, they're the exact same frequencies as the top 12, except one thing, they're one octave lower in frequency, which means that when you talk about sympathetic vibration, you know, you strike a, the note of C on a piano, and it vibrates the note of C in a higher or lower octave, you know, giving you sympathetic vibration. So when the frequencies of, say, the first cervical is is resonating, it's going to create a frequency of the note of F sharp, which is going to also, in the thoracic number six, create the same frequency on an, a lower octave. And this is how our whole body operates. You know, it's either opposites, like if you look at the wheel of C, C-sharp, D, D-sharp, you will do do sharps, no flats, okay? The whole way around to the note of B, okay? And you, you look at all these, you, if you take the opposite of what will be C, which would be F-sharp, you know, it, it's how the jaw opens and closes. One opens it, the other closes it in the frequencies of the muscles of the body. And that's how the muscles throughout your body, you know, Operate for your knees to open and close for everything. We are all sacred geometry in frequencies that have patterns to them. And these patterns all operate to keep us in tune and in harmony with the oneness of God.
1: And those things that you described, they're really the basic blueprint. I mean, it goes even way beyond, way that, beyond that because we're not limited and right now, God has, has chosen to give a gift or an offering to everyone on this planet. And that is to wipe out all the sins that we have committed since, you know, even since Jesus gave his life and was resurrected. You know, we have, you know, still made decisions that weren't always in the best interest and Sometimes selfishly, but, but sometimes we have forgotten them. We can't remember what, that we did that, and that's on purpose. Trust me that there are those influences that will make sure that you will forget something that you may have done just to make sure that when you get to the other side, that that woman will be stuck to your back like, like a monkey. And the key is here, God is going to wipe out every bit of of sin, every bit of mistake that everyone has made at the exact moment. And for those who are ready for it and are actively pursuing, you know, God's law, and it is about law, you know, the Holy Trinity, when we channeled the other night in the prophecy, it, it brought up how many people actually, you know, take Sunday off, actually sat and... You know, it's not that you can't do anything. It's that, you know, for the Christian, it's about keeping your mind focused on spiritual, on anything spiritual, at least for one day out of seven. Now, you could do it one-seventh of a day. One-seventh, you know, is the key. But we would get pulled away or somebody would, you know, would come along to to take our our, you know, our view or distract us. So one day, one day out of the week, and we're coming to a point where the Alpha and the Omega, the new Alpha will be eight days in the week. But we won't go into that at this point, but the idea is everything that God created was for us to be able to continue to follow our path back, back to Him.
0: Right. And to understand that the body, the physical body, and the mental and the spiritual is considered one body, and that these must be treated as a, a unit. You know, it is not about just being here on this planet physically and mentally making decisions, because you're not whole. You're not complete. You're not the Trinity. And it takes the spiritual part of each person to become as active as the mental and the physical in order for us to complete our mission for why we came here. And, you know,
1: the, the Trinity
0: needs us,
1: honestly, because that spirit. Even when the battles were raging as the Hebrews, you know, walked through the desert during the 40 years of the Exodus, and Joseph was, you know, battling, you know, one group or another... be able to just have passage through the desert, Moses would raise his arms up, upward, and pray, because if you're fighting a battle on the earth, it has to be fought in spirit too. And so spirit can fight that battle in spirit, but it takes you to ground it and make sure that the battle continues, you know, or clears whatever the issue is on the earth plane. And So they had to actually hold Moses' arms up to other individuals. There you have a trinity. And so that when that happened, Joseph would win. When Moses' arms would fall, Joseph would start to lose the battle. And we can see there it's always before us to show us. And it used to be that, you know, as you believed and you walked, you know, the path and, you know, you tried to be of service when you, you know, when you could and should have at all times, but it, it, we wouldn't necessarily see the result of it, you know, quickly. It could take a year, two years, three years maybe, before the manifestation of, of for the results of our prayer and our oneness with the Holy Trinity would materialize. Not anymore. I guarantee you, if you walk that path and ask every day to be of service, to be where you need to be, when you need to be, it'll happen, I mean, quickly. I mean, in Costco the other night, I I was walking through the store, and I just stopped for a moment, and I, I made myself, you know, go into a state of just quietness for a moment, and ask the Holy Trinity that if there was anybody in that store that I could be of service to, you know, then, and the manifestation of the glory of God could be shown, and it would help that individual, then please, you know, use me. And then I went on about my business and, and did my shopping, and it wasn't until I got to the checkout counter that the, the family beside me in their checkout, you know, had a young daughter who was where, who's had red hair and blue eyes. And I looked at the mother and I said, I couldn't see her eyes at first, and I said, does your daughter have blue eyes? And she said, well, yes, she does. And I said, does she know? And do you know that how rare that is? It is 2% of 2% of the population have red hair and blue eyes? I said, and they're showing up all over the TV screen. I mean, you know, in every show almost, in every movie, redheads are showing up everywhere. And it's the cycle, you know, for even from ancient times that is, you know, is winding back around. And she said, oh, my gosh. She goes, I can't believe that you just said that. And she she yelled for her daughter to come over there, and she said, will you repeat what you just said to me? And I did. And she said she needed to hear that. She has been in a state of confusion and a quandary, you know, believing that, you know, being a redhead and blue-eyed, that nobody would ever in their lifetime probably want to date her or be with her. And she was a, a, you know, she was an older teen and probably getting ready to start dating and she said, well, you know, guys whistle at me. And I thought, y- you have no idea, do you, that, you know, they're intimidated a little bit because you're going to cause them to process. They're going to process out any baggage they have any time that they, you know, are near you. I said, because that's what your genetics do. I said, and they may run from you, you know, as much as they say, oh, beautiful girl. They may run because they're going to process And it's one way that the male is processing out their baggage quicker so that we will be ready for this upliftment when it happens. And the mother was just so incredible. I
0: mean, she just... Well, you know, one of the other things, too, is is just to know that too many times we go into places and it's like we're in such a rush, we just want to get in and out, and that's it. But we do have to understand that, you know, if we take the time to really look at people, you're going to see how people are going through a lot in their lives. And when you can just say some nice things to them to help uplift them, oh, it will mean so much and it will go so far that it will be a point where, you know, you could have made that person's day. And not just once.
1: When you speak it, you speak the breath. Through the breath that was given to the soul in the beginning by God. And you speak it back out through the breath. The Holy Spirit can spread it worldwide if it it desires to. And it can infuse it in anyone who's seeking that very same answer. And you can change people, help people find the answers that they are seeking just with a simple sentence or a simple you know greeting but keeping that within your own self within your own heart will is the key to be that activity of spirit that renews creation in a perpetual way
0: oh absolutely and it's like how hard is it just to give a compliment to someone just to make them feel like Somebody cares, right. you know. It's like it's it, when the holidays are here. It's a rush, rush, go in, get this, get out, you know. Go do this, go do that, and and we're so in ourselves rather than really reaching out and and looking at everybody else and what they're going through and what they're doing. You know, yeah, there's a love to help other people, but sometimes when we get we get pressured by. we only got this much time to get this done, and we got to get this done and that done, then we become more self-centered.
1: Absolutely. The key here is, you know, we need to quit being self-centered and quit worrying about all of the material things. God will take care of us. God promised that. God doesn't break promises. God is not a man. And we need to believe in that and be active in our faith and in what we do and know that God will use us and we can change this world, and we are soon going to be have, able to have that choice to move upward. You know, phosphorus is now available in supplements, and phosphorus is necessary in the body for enlightenment. It is fire. It is that fire that, that was talked about in ancient times by the Philosopher's Stone. Our number is 304-567-3354 or sandys, with an S, Talk at AOL.com for our email. You know, write us your comments. Ask us questions. We're here. Um, if you'd like to have a prophecy done for yourself, you know, Sandy does those. And, you know, give us, send us an email or give us a call.
0: We want to hear from you. Um, and we want to thank everybody who joined in and contributed to this food drive uh, we were able to reach. We were able to reach several different shelters and many people uh, with with donations. It was an amazing food. success. Yes, and so many happy people that just didn't have anything. And we want to thank all that contributed. And uh, and may God bless people you all. People were so
1: grateful. I mean, and like I said, give us a call three zero four five six seven three three five
0: four, and we. And we hope that you will join us again in two weeks for our next Angel Talk Radio show. God bless. God bless.